Okay, it is nine o'clock, so that means we are live. Welcome back to Subject to Change, everyone. Back here for the third week in a row. This is kind of unprecedented in 2020 for this show, at least. Um, but yeah, last week we went over my Spotify raft, kind of detailing the songs that I was really liking this year, um, and that rated really highly in my year-end list. Um, but today, what we're going to do, I'm actually really excited for this concept of this episode, is basically what I did is I posted a question on my Instagram story of what your favorite album of 2020 was. Um, and I got, I want to say two dozen responses. And unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to get to all two dozen in today's episode. But what I did is I picked a song from each of those albums. So you guys are essentially making my playlist. A lot of these are artists I've never listened to before. A lot of these are albums I wouldn't necessarily have rated number one, but you obviously did and you have your reasons. So in addition to just giving me your pick, I also reached out to try to get a little, I don't know, paragraph description of why your number one album of the year was your number one album of the year. Um, so alongside each song, I'm going to be kind of detailing what you said um, and give the audience kind of a perspective into what the album means to you and uh, yeah, any other personal connections. Um, before we jump in, I wanted to just give a quick little story about the origins of the show title, Subject to Change, um, which basically when you apply to get a show on Rock U, you, you got to fill out this form and the name is a required field on the form. Um, when I was applying for the show, I didn't actually know what I wanted to name my show. So in that space, because it doesn't let you submit it without putting something, I wrote subject to change, but I meant it more as like a TBD sort of thing. Um, but then, I don't know, a week passed or something, and I got approved for the show and it said subject to change hosted by Xander Donowitz um, was approved or whatever it said. And I'm like, oh wait, that actually sounds kind of cool. Um, and the idea behind subject to change now is kind of that our music tastes are constantly changing and evolving. Um, so today's episode might be the purest form of that with you guys literally making my playlist for me. So I think it's a really cool concept and I'm really excited to get into a lot of the artists that you guys are fucking with. So let's get into it. First up, we have Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Um, Phoebe Bridgers is an artist I actually hadn't heard of before this was recommended, but this album Punisher has kind of been making waves through the indie sort of alternative circle. Um, and yeah, I just want to read, I actually had two people said that this was their album of the year. Um, and I'll read what both of them wrote to me. One was Claire Lawler, who I believe is from Brooklyn actually, so shout out Claire. Um, she said, I picked Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers as my number one album this year. I only really started listening to her music this year, and the album quickly cemented her as one of my favorite artists. What I find so special about her music, especially on this album, is the way that her lyrics are so simple and yet convey so much emotion. Whether she's singing about love, a crisis of faith, or the end of the world, her lyrics make her music feel like poetry. So that's pretty cool, and I actually really like that description. 
And I think anyone can improve or can enjoy uh, good lyricism. So I think that's something I'll look out for for sure. And then we also had Jesse Tardiff said that Phoebe Bridges has been my favorite artist for several years, for several years now. And I think this album really shows her depth and growth as a musician. Plus, it's Grammy nominated. So that's really cool that you've been able to see the progression of her over time. Like I said, I haven't known her before this release, um, before this was even mentioned to me. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool that people discover artists at different points in their careers, and you can kind of see the progression over time. So I picked the song Kyoto off her album, Punisher. Um, I believe this was the biggest song. And yeah, I'm pretty sure this is her song of the year at the Grammys. So let's get into it. Kyoto by Phoebe Bridgers.
off the bat, I'm rocking with that. That was Kyoto by Phoebe Bridgers off her album Punisher. And yeah, it's like really kind of upbeat, but you can tell she's talking about some serious stuff. I believe the song's about her father, who she has a kind of tenuous relationship with. Um, but yeah, I really like the the horn section that comes in in the, in the chorus there. And I mean this in the best way possible, but it kind of sounds like a lot of the bands that come to Clark. Um, that sort of indie, alternative, female vocalist vibe. Um, and yeah, it just works. So that's a great pick. And I know this album, like I said before, a lot of people were really rocking with this. Um, but I think there's good reason for that. And I think that maybe I'll have to listen to more Phoebe Bridgers in the future. All right, next up we have... Again, so we're going to be switching around genres a fair amount here because it's everyone's individual top pick. Um, but next up, we have King's Disease by Nas. So Nas, rap legend. Um, some people say he's the best rapper ever. I don't know if I agree with that, but definitely like top-tier lyricist. And I think his album Illmatic and... What was his second album? It Was Written, I think, was the second album. Both of those are, like, classic hip-hop albums. Um, but again, that was some 25 years ago now. So it's interesting to see how artists like that kind of evolve in the current, like, hip-hop landscape. So the person who picked this one was Mike Stone. And he said, I've always been a big fan of Nas, and this album showed me that he still got it. He was able to add a little modern flair to his old school habits. Collaborating with Hit Boy was a great decision for the was a great decision, and his features on the album were on point. It was refreshing to see him go back to work with people like The Firm and AZ, as well as seeing him collab with newer faces like Big Sean, Anderson Pack, and ASAP Ferg. Probably my favorite Nas album since Stillmatic. So that's pretty high praise, actually, because Stillmatic's a really good project too. Um, Full disclosure, I had heard part of this project um, prior. I was actually drawn in by the Hip Boy production because he's worked on a lot of the projects that I've really liked this year. Um, and actually another project on this list that we'll get into the show. But um, yeah, the song I picked was Ultra Black. And I think it just has this really kind of strong self-empowerment message. So let's get into it. Ultra Black by Nas. Pants poster said, We going ultra. Yeah. We going ultra black. I got a toast to that. We don't fold the crack. We going. Occasion we rose to that. Fuck on postal. We going ultra black. Watching the global change. Hopping the coldest range. Hit boy on the beat. This shit poster slap. We going ultra black. We going. We going. Rhythm and blues, pop, rock, soul to jazz, till my toes attack. How I look being told, I'm not supposed to brag. Nobody fault, I tell the truth, I know what's facts. We ultra black, 
Greystone, skin tone, but multi that Multiple colors, we coming on shades, mocha black Except where I'm at and I fight me on it Emotional stares like I might be wanted Pitch black like the night, I'm mocha black Sand for the sun, reruns, jokes are black Oh yes, oh yes, God bless success We going ultra black, like the S is fast Talk with a mask on, the freshest breath African black soap, caress the flesh Super fly to Mac, sitting fly in the lack Take the boat on the water, history talks with my daughter My son will be my resurrection Constantly learning lessons, I never die You get the message, I hope you be better than I Life's precious, two-stepping Sometimes I'm over black, even my clothes are black Cash money with the white tee and the soldier rag We going ultra black, unapologetically black The opposite of Doja Cat, Michael Black's in black We going ultra black, I got a toast to that We don't fold the crack Occasion we rose to that, fuck on postal We going ultra black, watching the global change Hopping the coldest range, hit boy on the beat This shit poster slap, we going ultra black We going Ultra black, Raiders Oakland hat. I smoke to that. Pre rose and yak. What's the results to that? See notes and bags. She knows I'm classy like I'm Billy D. Williams. Go ultra black. Isaac Kennedy films. Penitentiary too. Black like out in the loop. Black don't crack. It's like the fountain of youth. The coach is black. Like Iman, she beautiful. Going ultra black. To Africa, you say go back. I stay pro black. My Amex black. Black like cornrows, afros, black like hat, black ball from the Super Bowl. Holler notes, I can't go for that. Motown Museum, Detroit, I'm ultra black. This for New York and all the map. No matter your race, to me, we all are black. We going ultra black, I got a toast to that. We don't fold the crack. We don't fold the crack. Occasion we rose to that, fuck on postal. We going ultra black, watching the global change, hopping the coldest range. Hip boy on the beat, this shit poster slap. We going ultra black. Black is beautiful. Black is beautiful. Again, I think I'm rocking with that one. That was uh, Ultra Black by Nas off his album King's Disease. And it's like, obviously, I think completely agree with what Mike said. Um, Nas has still got it. I mean, there's no, no one I think has ever questioned his lyricism. In fact, the th biggest knock against Nas, I think historically has been his beat selection. Um, so that's why I think the pairing with uh, Hip Boy is actually a really interesting sort of modern approach to kind of remedy that issue. I mean, Hip Boys can, on countless, like, modern artists' projects and had his hands in a million hits thus far. Um, but I think it's kind of cool going back um, and collaborating with an older artist um, who's clearly trying to keep up with the times, you know, and reinvent his sound. So I totally like that. I mean, I don't think that it's hard for older artists, right? Because like they have this impossibly high standard once they've already have a classic or two under their belt. Um, I think like a more modern example of that is even Kendrick Lamar. I mean, he already has Good Kid and To Pimp a Butterfly. So I mean, after those two, once you release an album like Damn, people are a little underwhelmed when maybe if another artist who was new released Damn, it would be like, oh, this person's really exciting. So I think that's something that 
people obviously with a more extensive catalog struggle with. Um, but I also enjoy this album and I'll definitely have to listen to this more. So thank you, Mike, for that. Okay, next up we have Unlocked by Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats. Now, Denzel Curry actually featured last uh, episode on the song Pig Feet, the super intense uh, kind of racial justice anthem. Um, but he's a super versatile artist. Um, and this is actually an interesting pick for me. Not that I didn't enjoy this project, um, but just that it's an EP. So I think it's interesting that Rory um, picked this, which he actually details why the EP format might actually be beneficial to his listening process. So what Rory said was, the thought process for me choosing Unlocked has a lot to do with my inability to really sit down and listen to an album the whole way through. Unlocked was the first album I've really ever been able to do that with. I played it on my radio show last year. Yeah, by the way, Rory has his own radio show, so check that out. Um, he said, I played that on my radio show last year and reviewed every single track and just fell in love with the abstract nature of each song and how it branched into this bizarre, weird form of rap. It opened up a lot of new out musical outlets for me. And then he did a track with Glass Animals, and I fell, with, fell in love with the guy even more. Denzel is just so incredibly talented, yet I feel like he's underrated since he usually isn't in the limelight all that much. So thank you for that, Rory. Um, and I think it's interesting. I mean, I think the industry is definitely shifting that way towards shorter projects, um, as you mentioned, because large and I think a large part due to people's attention spans are shorter than ever. Um, and unlock clocks in at 17 minutes. Um, but yeah, super trim project, but I think it still has a lot of content and replay value there too. So the song I chose was Diet, and it's a banger, man. So let's get into it. Diet by Denzel Curry. Pamela Anderson, Pam Grill, the man's here. There's no fear, came through with no tears. I don't cry. Matter of fact, I don't lie like a bedside. To tell the truth, then I tell you what it is or what it ain't. Please roll me up another dank, another smoke. Though I see it as the antidote to cure my daily anecdotes. I see my thoughts as adios. Finito, I get new jerseys like I was a Guido. The ego, gotta be vetoed if you want a free throw. The evils, stay with the scripture, what your mama read you. You gotta milk the game, son, I couldn't bottle feed you. This next bar was about to do some logic shit. But now I gotta stop the shit and let me pop my shit. Drama still added on, staying positive. All my niggas on my side on the opposite. Get money from a show, then deposit. Uh, your show's got no holes, I acknowledge it. So braggadocious, spit sick shit, it's atrocious. Rising like the stocks, not broken. The Shogun came through with no gun. One man, Ichiban, fresh out of Japan. Do it like a man, and what I demand is some fucking peace and quiet. I told him, please go to church and please get on the diet. Shootbox came with the doo-wop. One billion and two cops can't find Tupac. Two shots, that's two grazed in two days. What goes up must come down on Tuesday. And I, and I don't like Pixar, Miss Star. I am the master. I came through 
like a faster <gasps> nobody followed my style people say i would fall off but i've been here for a while so nope are you ready for the motherfucking giant the tyrant the titan the ogre the lycan the vampire taking over empires the game was the tooth i'm a fucking pair of pliers we gon' do on vinny style as you can see this nigga got many styles no too many niggas that got semi rounds and cold like ice put thorns to your crowns you go out like christ my nigga hit money from a show then deposit it Yo, shows got no holes, I acknowledge it. So braggadocious, spit sick shit, it's atrocious. Rising like the stock, stock broken. The Shogun came through with no gun. One man, Ichiban, fresh out of Japan. Do as I command, and what I demand is some fucking peace and quiet. Told him, please go to church and please get on the dice. Alright, once again, that was Diet by Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats. What a hard track. I mean, I really like the sort of like tribal sounding drums going off kind of sporadically in the background. Um, and Denzel shows kind of his entire vocal range, really. I mean, he actually has the super aggressive voice um, when he wants it to be. And it reminds me of the cover he did of maybe my favorite Rage Against the Machine song, uh, Bulls on Parade. And he did that on, I think the show is called Like a Version. Um, and it's basically just exclusively where artists cover their favorite artists. Um, so it's a cool series, but I had no idea that Denzel had any interest in Rage Against the Machine, but it turns out he actually has a big interest in metal as a whole. Um, and he clearly has the voice for it. I mean, it's really hard to sort of emulate Zach's voice, period. Um, and he definitely has a different approach to the song, but I think it fits really perfectly. And it, and it actually might be the best cover of that song I've ever heard. Um, so that's big props to him. I also have to shout out um, the Quasimodo reference, um, which for those who don't under for for those of you who don't know. Quasimodo is Mad Lib's alter ego, um, where he pitches up his voice to super high because he doesn't like how it sounds normally, um, and it kind of sounds like this, uh, I don't know, like Alvin and the Chipmunks almost, right? It's like notched up super high, so there's definitely a reference to that in there when uh, Denzel's voice does the same thing, so I really like that song. Again, I don't know that Denzel's for everyone, Um but I definitely rock with it, and I think that this project, while it's short, um, was actually really sweet. So, good pick, Rory. Next up, we have A Hero's Death by Fontaine's DC. So, uh, Fontaine's DC is an Irish punk band, and I don't even think I have to say who picked this one, but it's Max. Um, he's always finding these obscure rock bands um that i've never heard of but are actually quite good so coming out of ireland um which i don't know if i know any irish rock band on my own but max wrote fontaine's dc's a hero's death is the record i found myself coming back to time after time this year as a result of my growing affinity that i've not ha only have with their group but also with the rising rising irish and uk acts in general the range of moods that the group creates on the track is something that has remained compelling to me. 
This year I felt like I could listen to the record at any time of day and it would just feel good. The band isn't making any profound social statements on this record, but the instrumentation is great, as well as their as it was on their debut record from last year too, titled Dog Roll. Uh, my favorite track on this album, A Lucid Dream, creates the aura of an awakening of some sort. Most notably, the bass line is insanely catchy, and the vocal melody is cool too. Definitely a song that I've listened to 25 plus times this year. So yeah, thank you, Max, for that description. And since you shouted out that song in particular, we're just going to jump into A Lucid Dream by Fontaine's DC. Shut 
Ooh, you were right about the baseline, Max. That one slaps. Once again, that was A Lucid Dream by Fontaine's DC off their album A Hero's Death. And yeah, I mean, I actually got to talk to Max about this um, separately at some point, but I don't know how he discovers these bands. Um, I'd actually be interested to know his process because they're not an artist that I think many people have heard of before. Um, but I think there's definitely like a burgeoning underground rock scene. Um, if not in the US, it seems like definitely in Ireland or in the UK. So my perception of rock is that it's dying um, to my great sadness, but maybe that's not true. Um, maybe there are these lesser known acts keeping sort of the tradition alive. And it is funny, I actually did get to talk to Max uh, the other day about his pick, and I mean, it's interesting his thought process behind it, because he admits that the album isn't necessarily critically acclaimed. Um, but we kind of agreed that that doesn't necessarily matter, right? Like music's supposed to make you feel something. And that's like whether or not a critic agrees with your feeling doesn't really hold any value at the end of the day. So I think he made the right assessment of just going with the album he enjoyed the most. Um, and yeah, once again, that was A Hero's Death by Fontaine DC. So thank you for putting me on. All right, next up, probably have the most anticipated song of the whole playlist, smack dab in the middle. Um, but it is Circles by Mac Miller. Um, this is an album that I was fully anticipating to be listed as someone's favorite. It ended up being listed as two people's favorite, and we'll get into what they say in a little bit. Um, but Circles is the first posthumous album by Mac Miller. So for those who don't know, Mac Miller, rapper, singer, songwriter, um, tragically overdosed and passed away in 2018, I believe. I think a month or so after his critically acclaimed release, Swimming. Um, so with that said, people weren't necessarily expecting that they'd hear from Mac Miller anytime soon. Um, and while I have never had this personal connection to Mac Miller, it was still kind of a sad thing. I mean, it sent shockwaves through the music industry at large. And um, yeah, I think it's just really interesting to hear from what people who are more avid fans have to say about this project. So first person who wrote to me was Chessie, so I don't know if you're listening right now, Chessie, but shout out to you. Um, she said, Mac Miller was the first rapper I really started listening to, and when he died, it felt like a friend had passed away. I know a lot of people felt that way too. When Circles was released in January, it was like a connection to Mac in his life that I don't think anyone thought we'd ever get again. The album just kind of sound, was my soundtrack of the year, made 2020 a little easier because even though he wrote it and recorded it in 2018, it was reflective of better times to come without knowing what when they would. The album is just so different and shows the influence on his life of his life on his work over the years, and comparing it to his earlier stuff, it just shows how much he grew in the 10 years he was recording. So... I think Chessie's an English major, so she writes really well. And I'm actually curious if there's a connection between uh, people who write well and people who have good music taste. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there actually is one. But next we have Nick Sakoff also wrote to me about Circles. 
um, and said, it's hard to put into words, but for me, Circles is unique in its ability to feel both like a love letter to Mac and a love letter from him. And it's his own reflection on his struggles while also acting as a eulogy. I think having John Bryan finish the album meant that the version Mac had recorded could be executed to the closest way possible to what Mac intended. Knowing about Mac's death, the subject matter on a lot of the record made it one of the most challenging records I listened to all year, but also easily one of the most beautifully beautiful and spiritually rewarding. Aside from the tragedy etched into the album, the whole thing just sounds so damn good. The arrangements are beautiful, and Mac's emotions are exploding out of each track. It really felt like the next logical progression from his sound on Swimming, and while I love Swimming, I feel like the singer-songwriter tracks here were better. Posthumous album albums can easily feel like a cash grab, but this felt so tastefully done. Beautifully written, both of you, actually. So I really have high hopes for this track. Um, and yeah, let's just jump into it. I picked Everybody Off Circles by Mac Miller. Everybody's gotta live And everybody's gonna die Everybody just wanna have a good, good time I think you know the reason why And everybody's gonna 
But like I've seen a million sunsets If you're with me, I'll never go away That's when I stopped And I took a look at my baby She said if you're with me, I won't go away Again, that was Everybody by Mac Miller off his posthumous album, Circles. And, like, that's heavy, right? When the chorus of your song is everyone's going to live and everyone's going to die. And this is released after you've died. It's just kind of surreal. Um, And to Nick's point, I'm not sure which... I know John Bryan, the producer, had a hand in every song, but I'm not sure how this specific song came about, if it was already an instrumental there um, when Mac was in the studio, or if he kind of went in in post and kind of made this arrangement. And if that's the case, that's kind of incredible because I think it fits so well. Um, Gives off strong Beatles vibes, like very strong, specifically like John Lennon vibes. Um, and I really just love the instrumentation, the lyrics, the piano and bass line are really, really good. Um, and yeah, no problems with Circles being anyone's top album of the year. Uh, some other favorites off that for me were Good News and Surf. Um, Good News is a challenging track. I know Fantana recently rated it his song of the year. Um... But it's just so sad. I mean, honestly, like, even for me as someone who has no, like, personal connection to Mac, like, I've never been a Mac fan. I've never listened to his music avidly. Like, that's just not me. But when I hear good news, like, it makes me want to cry. Like, it's just such a sad, powerful song. So didn't choose that one um, because I thought that might be a little too much for the radio show, but... Definitely, if you haven't heard it, Good News by Mac Miller, great choice. Um, And has a great music video to go along with it, too. It's kind of like a, I don't know, celebration of Mac's life. So, once again, super mature, super um, serious album. But, again, great choice for album of the year, I think. All right, next up. It's kind of hard to follow that up, but I'm going to throw Gable in the fire. Um, his pick was, I'm going to botch this name. It was Mordecai by Kruangbin. Um, I probably got that wrong, but Kruangbin is a Thai funk instrumental group from Houston, Texas. Um, 
very obscure. Once again, I'm curious how he discovered them, um, but they draw on big world music influences. Um, and pretty much every song that I have heard on this project doing research for this episode kind of draws on a different musical style. The one I'm going to play today is Pelota, um, which has this clear sort of Latin American Spanish influence. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of crazy to me that this Thai funk band puts together this amazing sort of Spanish dance song. I don't know what to call it. So more information needed for sure, but let's just jump into it for now. This is Pelota by Kruangbin. Great track, man. Once again, that was, um, what's the name of that song? That was Pelota by Kruangbin. And I actually forgot to read what Gable wrote me prior, so I'm going to do that right now. Um, he said, I would say the album stood out to me. 
Um, because of the way that different genres overlap and create something so unique, it's not easy to find a Thai funk band from Texas. I'll go ahead and suggest the song Palota. It's also pretty short. Looking forward to what you think. So yeah, man, I mean, shout out to Gable. I mean, I guess it would be kind of a bad look, right, if Rock You Eboard was getting shown up. Um, but that's a really great pick. That might be the best song on this whole playlist, actually. Um, and it's funny because I was actually recently talking with my parents about how when I was little, I would always, like, dance and, like, bob to Latin music. Um, so definitely something I've, like, kind of gotten out of touch with, but I'm more than willing to get back in touch with. So definitely going to check out more of this album. Um, I need more of the story on this band. I mean, I can't find that much. They have a kind of minimal wiki page. Not that much material online, but definitely interesting sonic texture to it. And um, yeah, kind of interesting pick from Gable. So thanks, dude. Next up, we have Burden of Proof by Benny the Butcher. Now, Benny the Butcher featured for the first time last episode. Um, this dude's a monster. I mean, he is, again, for those who don't know, part of the Griselda Collective out of Buffalo, New York, bringing gangster rap back to the mainstream. And on this project, he partnered with none other than Hit Boy. So same as the Nas album that we featured towards the top of the hour. Um, Hit Boy's been busy this year. He's been having his hands in a lot of different projects. So this album definitely was kind of Benny's, I don't know, grand entrance to know, the main like commercial landscape of hip hop. Because his albums prior, while they were really good, they didn't have as much buzz around them. Um, this was picked by Caitlin Kim. And she wrote to me and said, My friend introduced me to Benny pretty late in the year, but I was immediately hooked after Burden of Proof. The album also introduced me to artists like Conway the Machine and West Side Gun, who were the other two members of Griselda, um, and Freddie Gibbs, all of whom who I listen to daily now. And I can tell that they will heavily shape what kind of music I'll listen to in 2021. So let's just jump into it. The song I picked was... Uh, Thank God I Made It, featuring Queen Naija, and yeah, let's just go, Benny the Butcher. Yeah, mic check, one, two. Uh-huh. I only could talk about this real shit, because that's what I've been through. Yeah. I was raised by a woman, so shout out to single mothers who had to teach their teenage boys to use rubbers. Getting calls home from school, then wondering why she bugging. Cause that's just more stress to add on top of struggling. Few things I want to show you, cause I feel like I owe you. You made me the man I am today, I never told you. Trust me and hand me down cause you couldn't afford polo. I would feel to see your two oldest boys, names on logos. Had to protect my family, so we play with guns. I can't respect the man who don't raise his son. Then you blame the white man on what they become against the but reality of it is you made them one Real niggas look in the mirror and see each other I look in my nephew eyes and I see my brother Sometimes I gotta look away cause it hurts so much How that nigga died so young and he was worth so much Damn. Put your hands together for the work of the most high I put my hands together and I pray all night 
to take like of course you will break and leave no remorse on your face cause somebody just got life in a courtroom today when i walk my chains make the sound my fork used to make it remind me daily all that saying is you gotta pay me that kind of crazy find a new hustle this not the 80s that ain't gangsta how y'all rocking y'all dropping babies and that ain't fly shit y'all be rocking y'all mocking ladies with no diplomas we were soldiers we got 380s put a hundred mil in my pocket it's not gonna change me i just signed a deal with the rock and i got my wavy need a spot to hide the paper the profit done got so crazy hold up just today i swear i felt my brother's spirit writing all this shit and damn i hope my brother hear it niggas scared of the butcher i know suckers fear because niggas like me only come around every other era put your hands together for the work of the most high Struggle is real, but the hustle is too. I'm flipping my dreams till they all come true. I think that I made it, think that I made it, and you gon' make it too. song's heat once again that was thank god i made it featuring queen naija by benny the butcher and like i said i mean hit boy's production just works so well with uh benny's sort of style and i think i mentioned this in the previous episode but i really like when these hardcore rappers who've gone through a lot kind of open up and show maybe the consequences of their lifestyle in a way and i particularly like the like couplet that um benny says where he says because somebody just got life in the courtroom today when i walk my chains make the sound my fork used to make i mean like that's i love the imagery that he's able to pit like pack into such simple bars um i'm really happy to hear that caitlin is also fucking with fred freddie gibbs and the rest of the griselda crew i mean there's a lot of material to get through from griselda specifically um, most notable projects I'd say would be Conway, From King to a God, Benny, Tanatalk 3, and The Plugs I Met. Um, West Side Gun dropped Pray for Paris. Um, and then Freddy-wise, I mean, I'm sure you've already listened to Alfredo and Bandana, but my personal favorite is Pinata, so you have to go back a little ways, but that's a great one too, so all three artists that you mentioned are definitely on the come up and really happy that you were also enjoying Benny the Butcher as much as I was. Okay, next up, I don't think Ben's doing a show today, so I think I can run a little over. So next up, I did cheat a little. I added a pick of my own to the list just because I felt like a 2020 best albums list would not be complete without it. And that would be Run the Jewels 4 by Run the Jewels. Um, Run the Jewels, legendary hip-hop duo between Killer Mike and producer LP. Um, And they are in rare form on this project. They've dropped four albums thus far. This is probably my favorite of the four. 
And I completely understand that Run the Jewels might not be for everyone. It's definitely abrasive production. Um, not even necessarily all that I like. Um, and I'll be open about that, that there's some Run the Jewels projects and songs that I just can't listen to. It's too, too different from what I'm interested in. But this album was fantastic. It released, I believe, a week or two after George Floyd was killed. Definitely their most political album they've released. Um, and usually they have a lot of comedy and humor in their projects, and that was definitely toned down a bit for this album. So definitely more serious. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is definitely one of the rap albums of the year, and this playlist would not be complete without it. So let's jump into the song I picked, which is The Ground Below by Run The Jewels. RTJ, the God, the God killer, this Tokyo and I'm Godzilla, playing blackjack versus death gun on the car dealer, just bought a demon, I'm screaming about the car dealer, the last temptation of Mike, but I'm a God figure, tell me as a bob that the God don't need a job, and if I did, the oligarchs would be missing, murdered, and raw. this is bone apart, and he paid with Tucson, and they went on a world conquest, tear your bone apart, Michael remained murderous, but still virtuous, wait to kill the petty, you found Services. Not a holy man, but a moral in my perversion. So I support the sex workers unionizing their services. Sensual love me, hey. I'm guessing I'ma be okay. Sensual feel me now. I feel like I'ma live somehow. Love never meant much to me. Love never meant much to me. Love never meant much to me. Uh uh. Love never meant much. Born from the ether, I just appeared out of cloud. A reaper screaming, fuck the world. Like a drink was coming out like a reaper. A slap a dying child, he don't pronounce my name correct. Rules of God, be rules, any exceptions, and I'm not a leader. Thinking the box, and I get him, I fix the shit as if he. But later, don't a whole white, they'll get to the crib and quickly. I watch my mouth when I finish watching y'all suck top. Don't doubt you put an ounce of that evil on me, I'm flipping Ricky. I give an inch to you, Sims, I'll never forgive me. Not saying it's a conspiracy, but you're all against me. See a future with brother jewels ain't the shit cancel my hip and kill a trip turn the time and she back around a snatch Sensual love to hey I'm guessing I'ma be okay You say that you'll feel me now I feel like I'ma live somehow Love never meant much to me Love never meant much to me Love never meant much to me Uh-uh Love never meant much much Every child, woman and man, opinion don't matter, stick to your plan. If they judge, still don't budge. Don't give an inch, don't give a nudge. Nudge. Life a bitch, leave it better than bitch. Lose a win, got a hold of your chin. All right, once again, that was The Ground Below by Run The Jewels. And I really like the rock influence that they took on that song. Actually, a lot of this album's rock influence. In fact, Zach De La Rocha is featured on a different song. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're just such an interesting duo. I think LP's production is super unique. Again, not for everyone. Um, but his rapping is definitely the best it's ever been, in my opinion, at least. Um, Killer Mike always 
is considered one of the best or one of the most criminally underrated rappers of this generation. Um, but LP, I think, really matches him super well on this project. Um, and like I said, definitely one of the rap albums of the year. Um, I'd feel remiss if I hadn't mentioned it on this playlist. All right, last up is an artist I never thought I would ever, ever feature on this channel. But hey, it's 2020, and I guess anything can happen. So the album is Folklore by Taylor Swift. Now, just the name Taylor Swift doesn't do anything for me. Like, I've heard some of her stuff. It's not my thing, but I respect that people enjoy her music. But I've heard pretty much nothing but praise about this project, Folklore. I know she released two albums this year. Um, I'm not sure if this was the first or the second of those two, but I've just heard nothing but good things from pretty much any music publication or people I've talked to about this album. So the person who recommended this was Lucy Altus, Hannah's friend from home. Um, and she actually has a really cool personal connection to the project. So she wrote and said, I was going through a rough time this summer, as many of us were. Things were uncertain, unprecedented, as people like to say, and most overwhelming for me, they felt lonely. Taylor's album Folklore came at the time I needed it most. I remember listening to the first song on the album called The One and bursting into tears. It was just so beautiful, and it was nice to know that someone was like Taylor Swift had sim was having similar thoughts or feelings just like myself. I felt less alone. I love Taylor's ability to put a lot of what I think and feel into words. She does so in such a poetic and unique way. She, she created a world for me and many others to escape to during such a hard time. Her album is like a hug, someone telling you it's all going to be okay. That's awesome, Lucy. So thank you so much for that. And yes, yeah, since you mentioned it, um, we're just going to get into the song you picked, which is The One by Taylor Swift. Take her home 
numbers, baby, but we were making it count. You know the greatest loves of all time are over now. I guess you never know, never know. And it's another day waking up alone. But we were something, don't you think so? Roaring twenties, tossing pennies in the pool. And if my wishes came true. Would everything be different today? We were something, don't you think so? Rosé flowing with your chosen family And it would have been sweet If it could have been me In my defense I have none For digging up the grave another time But it would have been fun Taylor Swift fan now? <laughs> Once again, that was The One by Taylor Swift off her project Folklore. And I mean, yeah, she's got a great voice. I feel like no one's ever doubted that. But um, this might be her best songwriting yet. I mean, I haven't gone through her back catalog as some of you may have. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see why people were enjoying this album. Again, it's not necessarily my style. Um, but I can super appreciate like the personal connection that you had, Lucy. Um, and I'm sure thousands of other people had to this song and this project. So that's really cool. Um, and yeah, that brings us to our one hour mark. Um, thank you all so much for listening. This was a really fun episode to put together. Um, thank you for contributing. Um, it takes a long time to actually go through all these albums and pick the songs and put together little synopses. Um, so I hope you guys do appreciate the effort that goes into these episodes. Um, like always, the recording of this show will be uploaded sometime tonight. The Spotify um, playlist for this will be on my public Spotify, um, as are every other playlist from the show um, from any season, dating back to fall of sophomore year. Um, and yeah, I think I'm going to take next week off with online courses starting up. Um, but in two weeks, I should be back. So until then, take it easy and thank you. Good night.